All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast, bringing the balance back to black radio each and every single week with a mix of old and new school music on the black diaspora end with hip hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and more from indie to major label folks, as well as news commentary and sometimes interviews here and there. On the mix and commentary end, you got myself, DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro who does the same. Let me have him go on ahead and introduce himself. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, much love to the whole world, galaxy, solar system, and of course, everybody here on planet Earth broadcasting from Hudson Valley. But just want to give a shout out to everybody. Fuse Box is, of course, back to make it happen. And of course, Fusion's going to tell you what's going on. What's the deal, Fusion? Um, doing good, doing good. It might sound a little echoey in here. Um, doing a lot of stuff in regards to reorganization and relocation. So you really don't realize how much a room can change. We don't have stuff in it. So parts mm-hmm. of the Fusebox Radio Labs don't have a bunch less stuff in it at the moment. So it's kind of weird. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, a little bit of allergies. It's all good. I'm definitely glad that we're able to connect. Um, we've had a lot go on the past few weeks. People have heard the um, audio from the D.C. Humanities Council where folks did the podcasting panel for our last show. And that was good. Uh, we've both been busy with personal wow. and professional things. Um, folks will get into in a bit. And um, then um, the news cycle's mm-hmm. been crazy as hell. So we're both here during this um, evening with recording. Like, yo, we got to get something in before everything is caught into the whirlwind of the regular um, nine-to-five weeks and all of that. So let's go on ahead and rock that out. For those who are new to the show, thank y'all for listening. We really appreciate y'all. For those who've been um, supporting you. us um, via whatever means throughout our 20-year history, whether it's um, our original broadcast spot at Rutgers University Radio to the present where we got net radio, podcasting, and so forth, we definitely thank y'all for being a part of our journey. And um, just for those folks who are new or not familiar, let me just break down how we tend to um, do the show. It's a rough format. Usually the first third tends to be us um, updating on some Fusebox radio stuff going on and just talking about various news and personal stuff or whatever that's on our minds. Then the other two thirds are us um, doing the music mix end of things. So let's go on ahead and do that. You can check out what goes on with the Fusebox Radio broadcast family over at our official website, FuseboxRadio.com, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O.com. Our official Facebook page is Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show. That's one straight word. If you go to Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio, that goes to my personal page. And I do appreciate the folks who want to get on board with that or whatever, but um, I scrutinize the people who get on that page. Not because I necessarily mind people being on board, but because I'm one of those people, especially now, I'm at that juncture. I don't care about social media fame at all. And I don't like people irritating me in the real world or via the internet. And that doesn't mean you got to agree with me or kiss my ass or anything like that. But, you know, people know how folks can be on the internet. So I try to take my time, mm-hmm. look at, you know, I try to take my time, look at your profiles, A, see if you're a real person, and two, try to get an idea of what you're talking about before I add you on. So I appreciate the um, additions. I just haven't really had a chance to check on the personal page with that. So, um, you know, we'll just go through that as time goes by. But definitely hit that thumbs up on the Facebook um, page 
for the show and um, all of our other social media, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, so forth and so on ends with um, Fusebox Radio. So Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio, so forth and so on. Um, we're getting into that spring period. A few more events are popping up here and there um, that we're going to be able to check us out at. Um, we got a lot of private events that have been going on recently. But the week of um, the weekend, I should say, of May 5th, particularly um, Sunday, May 6th, 2018, folks are going to be at the Pittsburgh uh, Marathon. Um, be able yeah, to be yeah. the course for that again. Um, when we get the um, detailed information, um, I'll definitely let folks know about that. So hopefully we can see some of our folks around the Pennsylvania way during that time for that event. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of private things ever since the past um, few weeks. We just mentioned DC, um, humanities podcasting panel. Um, oh, shout out to the folks over at, um, light city, Baltimore and, um, brick bodies downtown folks DJed over there this past week as a part of their, um, hip hop yoga programming. That was definitely cool. And all of that. And yeah, that is about it, I think. Um, BlackRadioIsBack.com is going under a big revision, um, more so because I'm trying to compartmentalize a bunch of our writing and stuff into a new page and format. So some folks might see a few older posts on there, but um, you'll definitely see that revamp soon. And for all of the um, various ways you can reach out to us via podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Podcast Addict, so forth and so on. Um, definitely add us on. If they have a rating system, please um, give us a high rating and give you know a cool comment that helps us get to more people's ears and stuff. And that helps spread the words and downloads and all of those cool things. So that's about it on that end. And uh, because we've been a little out the loop and um, time was a little limited today, but there's definitely some stuff we want to touch base on. Let's go on ahead and do that right now it's going to be a little scattershot day too so i'm just going to warn folks about that besides some of the things you wanted to um get into um for me um two folks passed away this um past time we were able to get on live that kind of threw me off a bit um one especially for those of us who grew up in the 80s um actor harry anderson passed away and a lot of folks would know him through um, being, word, a judge, word. being a judge on Night Court. I used to love that yeah. show, yo. That that show was a business. And um, that was classic, no doubt. And I think one of these random um, old school um, TV show channels I know on Verizon over here shows it and other stuff. Show still holds up no well. Doubt. Like Marshall Warfield was on there and a whole bunch of other heads. Word. And um, that dude was always like, you know, he had a good nature about him. You know what I'm saying? Besides just being funny as hell. And for some people who um, remember the earlier part of the 90s in the sitcom Dave's World, he was on that joint too. Word. So, so that's kind of a little piece of the, the random little piece of the childhood that passed away this past week. <laughs> um, secondly, on the uh, musician and um, DJ and producer um, Avishi died. And that young man, I think, was only 26. Word. 26, 27. Mm-hmm. And um, folks have heard Levels and a bunch of other things. Like, you might not necessarily know the song titles, but you've, like, heard his music all over the place, especially around the um, mid-2000s and um, onward. And one of the things that made threw me off, besides the fact that that young man um, was so young when he passed mm-hmm. away is um, 
the aspect that again, a lot of people are passing away of stuff that we've identified with folks who are older and whatnot mm-hmm. on the musician in um, the past few years. I think it's maybe hitting a little hard this particular year for some people, but um, definitely the past few years. Like um, I think that young dude had um, pancreatitis and um, some other joints um, mm-hmm. going on. And he actually ended up retiring from doing live performance a few years ago because he was just like, I'm tired of it. He's like, I'm tired of it. It's starting to mess with my health, like mentally and physically and other types of things. And I'm just Mm. stating this to reiterate that a lot of folks sleep on the pressures that creatives go through, you know, Mm -hmm. with putting out their craft and doing other stuff. And that's before you even have all the outside influence to try to get you caught up with, you know, drinks, drugs, sex, and all of that. You know what I mean? And at least as of right now, whether you're the average, you know, almost working a nine to five artist to the superstars, there's not a lot of um, support systems for us still. In a 2018, that's really mm-hmm. a shame. And it's almost damn near inexcusable, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's still a lot of people who don't even think about you know, doing unions or collectors and stuff to get that type of thing together. It's like, well, if I get rich, all my stuff's going to get taken care of. And the more one goes through things, it's not really like that. I mean, you know, our time is our time and all of that, right? But when you look at stuff like this, it's just, um, it's bugged out, you know? It's definitely bugged out to die before you're 30. No doubt. And um, all of that. And I think about this because during this past weekend, and I'm not going to name anyone, like one of my younger relatives I found out has high blood pressure, who's about a decade younger mm. than me. And that threw me off. Like, what the hell? Like, you're dumb young, you know, does a physical job, all of that, not in bad shape, none of that type of stuff that you would identify with that. But there's a lot going on in this world in regards to stress and, you know, what people intake on multiple levels, whether it's food, smoke, and all of that type of stuff that can mess with you. You know what I mean? So overall, you know, everybody try to take care of yourselves as um, well as you can. And of course, you know, prayers and condolences to both of these cats who um, passed away and all of that. Um, Next up, RIP to BB Kings, um, the performance venue in New York City. Um, That threw me off when I saw that information earlier um, this week. I think it was like around midweek. I found out from some um, people's up top who um, sent me the article from um, Channel 11 News. And um, I talk about this not because of a nostalgia thing. I mean, yes, I did go to plenty of good shows around that way while it was open. Um, The last show I saw there was um, actually with you, um, Juice Crew Reunion, a few years back. Okay, then. And, um, that venue being in the middle of Times Square and all of that for people who did perform there, whether they were indie or major, that was, um, a pretty, um, central locale to get things done in the more modern era of stuff. And it's sad, not just because that venue was passing, but because a lot of other performance venues, big and small have gone by the wayside in the past decade. And, the thing I can only speak for myself, but I think the thing that gets a little frightening is you have less venues to perform. How is an artist supposed to get by? Not just in terms of making mm. a check or whatever, but in terms of just being able to have that release 
And a lot of these places are closing off because of stuff like rent issues and all of that. Now, a place like B.B. King's being in the middle of Manhattan, you know that rent was crazy. No doubt. Right I was surprised they put it there. I was always surprised that it was they, they located it there because I, I figured eventually that, you know, you know, because it came as a result of the cleanup of Times Square or kind of getting out of the um, peep shows and kind of like uh, X-rated things they had there for years. Mm-hmm. And when the part of that, getting rid of that, so to speak, came, you know, a lot of these new businesses came in and Baby Kings came in. A lot of great shows were there. I think, you know, a lot of it, 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 it the, the funny thing is it came in the new New York and it is already gone. So, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it is definitely interesting, especially the way that you mentioned that, because I moved up to the area right when it was doing that changeover mm-hmm. and all of that. Like when I came up there for school in 96, I think a lot of that stuff in terms of like, um, like the changeover from the old Times Square, cause there was still elements of that when I was there until about maybe 98, 99. So I remember when the mm-hmm. um, Virgin store that's now closed, that used to be in Times Square yep. opened up. Um, BB Kings, quite a few restaurants are gone from that way now. The Toys R Us that's closed now, even before you know the, yeah. the bankruptcy of the Toys R Us chain this year, and um, other mm-hmm. things. And um, it just makes you question stuff on certain levels where it's like, well, damn, these places are shutting mm-hmm. down because they can't afford stuff. What makes you think regular people are usually able to get by? Like. I think people forget sometimes in the quote unquote cleanups of places, you kind of lose a, an element of people in the soul if you don't have like a mm-hmm. certain economic balance going on. Like people who are regular can't necessarily go to certain spots all the time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm not one of these folks who want to necessarily deify certain places and areas. Like, you know, some places were rough as hell and they had a, a, that rep for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. but there is something to say that even with a spot like BB King's I'm talking about right now, I don't remember a show being any cheaper than like twenty five dollars, twenty five thirty dollars, and that's kind of wild to think that some people might have just been breaking even doing that. And mm-hmm. to segue into something else, I'm about to talk about in a second. Like, there's times that's not a bunch of money, but there's times mm-hmm. that you know it is. Or it can make an impact, but you're doing something because you want to relax and get, you know, you want to, like, let loose a little bit, get off some of the stress of your life for a certain period of time. You know, see a show, get some food, do whatever else. And even those little luxuries are kind of getting out of people's grasp. And, you know, overall, B.B. King just kind of reinforced that to me that it's kind of sad. Like, I'm sure there are going to be other performance places and whatnot that open. But mm. we're getting kind of at a weird point where it's becoming super haves and have nots with certain parts of the arts and culture in mm. certain mm-hmm. bigger areas that that's their strength. And that's worrisome, you mm. know, like I know summer um, stages mm-hmm. coming up to the New York City. And mm-hmm. luckily, the majority of that is still free and that's in the parks and all of that. But what about places where you just go like year round and maybe not necessarily have to be fancy mm. or, you know, um, have to stunt all the time? or be super dressed up or whatever else. Like you could just go out and, and chill and see something and then go about your business. It's, um, it's just interesting, man. It's just interesting. Um, 
Let's see here. Next up on um, Dad End, I'm just going to get right into it. Um, I was talking to you a little bit on the phone about this earlier. Um, there was an mm-hmm. event that was supposed to occur in Baltimore, Maryland next weekend called Universal Fan Con, which was a Comic-Con type of event that was supposed to center around communities that usually don't have the, the focus being purely on them. People of color, disabled, different sexuality, so forth and so on, over at the um, Baltimore Convention Center. Um... The past 48 hours since the sudden cancellation of the event have been, you know, part of my language, guys, who don't know that we curse. I mean, I don't know how you wouldn't, but um, it's been fucking nuts, man. There's no other way to describe it. And um, this segues into what I was talking about previously, because when one goes to events like this, usually people, if they're not in the local area, tend to save up because they're traveling from out of state or whatever. If you're a fan, so you know, you're getting your tickets, you're getting your hotel, transportation, so forth and so on, because this is your place you feel that you got the the right to chill and be you where, you know, through a nine to five grind or maybe family stress or whatever, you don't necessarily get to do that all the time. And for some people, especially with this particular population that's being hit up with that, and um, I've been seeing tons of stories via different means of social media on that, that's rough. And... This is even counting the folks who make their living at events like this. Like um, both myself and the Black Hawk are working creatives. We do, you know, other stuff or whatever, but, you know, we do make at least a decent amount of our income being working creatives. So we know what it's like to travel Mm -hmm. out somewhere and, you know, you're trying to make sure that you break even, much less make some money, make some connections and all of that. And we also know plenty of people who are independent graphic artists and designers and things like that who literally sit down during at the beginning of the year usually and they choose different events to go to because they know that after they do all of their um, spending of different money to get stuff together, they're trying to eat. You know what I'm saying? A working creative is somebody who's trying to eat off of their craft. So those cats got screwed over as well from the drawer to the musicians and so forth. Now, things happen every day with stuff getting messed up. Events get canceled every day. Things get out of our control whatever have you what makes things bad when folks mess up and this is from my personal life experience whether it's you know something small in terms of like regular interaction with people or something professional is that when you screw up you got to a admit that you screwed up asap to be sincere about it and three do your best to resolve the issue right you know like maybe back in the day, you know, you told the fib to your parents or, you know, you jacked up with your teacher or whatever. People are, may already feel a way about you for doing something that wasn't right or messing up, period. Like it might not have been malicious or whatever, but you messed up. Folks tend to get more angry with you when you don't admit you messed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you can't hold stuff down or you try to deflect that you messed up. The big situation with Universal FanCon, and honestly, quite a few things, I think, within our communities, whether we talk about hip-hop community, black community, so forth and so on, is that sometimes out of pride and or the pressures that people don't want to admit when they messed up. And that's when things can get worse. With this particular situation, there were people who were upset that the event got canceled so soon, and that was the type of thing that was understandable. The next thing you had a bunch of people ask was why. And 
at least as a broadcast time, there's been a lot of folks who were listed as being in charge who are bullshitting in regard to saying why it happened. And these are fellow people of color and other folks who planned this, you know, and people go from disappointed to mad to infuriated when folks don't take responsibility for things. Obviously something happened. People aren't stupid, you know, um, there've been some folks who've been, you know, put into fall guy situations because of this. And I can speak as somebody back in the day who, because I believed something a little too heavy and I was like, you know, one to front people, I had to play fall guy. You know what that shit is? It's not cool. <laughs> you know, especially when you've done nothing wrong, but however, you're the front person. People see you as a particular representative or whatever, whatever. And they're going to go after whoever they can get their, their hooks on. And with this joint, I can say for me personally, I didn't really lose anything major monetarily. Like I donated a little bit of money to it back in the day, but nothing that was going to luckily hurt me economically. And I ended up having a press pass and I live in the DC metro area. So I was like around the corner. So I wasn't traveling far or anything like that. But I don't like when people are irresponsible with stuff. It's a personal thing that really grinds my gears. You know, and during the day, all this cancellation stuff happened. Um, I first found out about things via one of my friends in New Jersey who does media. And then I ended up getting an email to end up, you know, being very unprofessionally written and with like BC, it didn't even BCC a bunch of people. So like all of our email addresses are out to the world now to spam or whatever. And part of me, is already annoyed, but part of me says, hey, things happen, folks who get discombobulated, we all got feelings, and, you know, pride can be a bitch when you fuck up, you know, it can be, mm-hmm. and no I, I'm not gonna say I'm immune, I think most adults can't say they were, they were immune to that, you know what I mean, at any portion of their lives, however, when you get into a professional, or... when you get to a professional mode, one of the first things you can do is be sincere about, I messed up, but this is my fault, let people vent, let people do whatever else, but then get to solving it. Nobody with the thing has gotten to solving it. If anything, some people have been rather indignant who has been, quote unquote, and try to talk about, well, you know, don't judge me, this and the third, we're going to try to resolve ABCD. I'm like, but you could have said that to people, though. The reason a bunch of folks are, like, looking for blood is because none of this stuff had been said. Like, people had to pressure folks, do other things. We're in the internet age right now where people are, like, you know, drafting, you know, pseudo-apologies, and they're editing pseudo-apologies in real time, and people are noticing it. People who are like, well, I, I was in charge a few days ago, all of a sudden are talking about, well, I was a volunteer. Um, nobody likes when shit looks raggedy when you're trying to cover your ass, you know? Nobody likes that. And furthermore, nobody likes the aspect of, well, I'm the popular black person, so you can't criticize me. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and and I know you're laughing because we've dealt with this with various music people before, whether it's been local yeah. or national, you know what I mean? And yeah. there are people who are doing this shit on this particular end, but in general, right? Like, And this might hurt some people's feelings. I mean, and I honestly don't care. I'm just saying this from my particular heart or whatever and my life experience. There are people who are very predatory towards our communities, including our own, because they know one of the first instincts people may have sometimes is be like, oh, let's let them slide or protect it because they have our background. 
ethnic, sexual, racial, cultural, whatever. We can't do that all the time, yo. When people fuck up sometimes, you got to call them out for fucking up. (laughs) Because we already have it rough. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? To live as a creative in this world, period, is rough. To live as a black creative or Latina or a person of color or a person of different sexuality is going to be even harder. Or a combination of all those, depending on what your background is. Right? And when there's something that's out here that a bunch of people had been working hard for, supporting all of that for a minute on their own ways, you know, looking forward to, and you just kind of half-ass it because you're the popular one or, you know, just trying to kind of skirt by, that's horseshit. And everybody who was a part of organizing this thing from the top up were grown. We're talking about at least over 30s-esque people. You know what I'm saying? And I look at stuff like this, like nobody looks at the big picture of this isn't just about this particular event. This is about anybody else who wants to try to do something off the beaten path. Because in this world, we have a hard enough time promoting our own things and our own little groups and stuff. You know what I mean? And when you try to do something on a larger scale, you know, right now there are outlets that never covered this type of stuff in terms of, you know, these particular groups of people who are covering it now because folks fucked up and they're not taking responsibility for it. Do you know how much white media love to be here? Like, look at these niggas over here who ain't taking responsibility (laughs) and are messing up. They can't even take care of their own. So ha ha ha. Let's point our fingers at them. And this is happening after things have finally gotten to like a medium decent point in mainstream culture and all of that. For, for this type of thing to happen is trifling. And ultimately, you know, I hope this gets resolved for everybody, whether it's refunds, court cases, whatever else. I hope more of these folks who are in charge of stuff stop hiding out or, you know, sending people to deflect stuff. Because I've seen various stuff where um, search for the hashtag um, FanCon on Twitter or Universal FanCon. It is messy as fuck right now in these streets you have like people who are affiliated who had nothing to do with money with this event because at bare minimum at least sixty thousand dollars just flew out the window for this and possibly more in terms of like vendor fees and stuff like that you have affiliate people who had nothing to do with money who are being more straight up about what they saw happening or what they viewed as happening than whatever else and, you know, some of these affiliates don't look so great because it's kind of like, yo, you know, if y'all knew that something was kind of going funky at least a month in advance or two, a month or two in advance, why couldn't you, you let the people know? But again, I understand people get wrapped up in stuff. You're trying to make something happen that, you know, you didn't maybe know it, it went that far or you're just kind of hoping beyond hope. We all get caught up in that, you know what I mean? But after a while, and we got to be honest about this, I know folks look at it, hear the entire thing about, you know, you know, honor amongst thieves or whatever, right? And all of that. Even if you're not being on some shady business. Even if you're not being on some shady business. You know when there's actually honor amongst thieves? When you're dealing with honorable thieves. When you're dealing with honorable people. And this is a case where obviously everybody ain't honorable. And that in itself is a fucking shame. And people had to be called out for not being honorable. I am a person who wants to support black folks and other people. I am very much so. 
but I can't let that one and that love of my people have me not call out bullshit and garbage. Because no let doubt. me tell you something. If I was involved in any deep way with this and I ain't do shit, the first thing I'm going to do is tell people I ain't do this shit. And if so-and-so don't say something, I'm going to call them out. Because I'm not dealing with this garbage. You know what I mean? And I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know what people are protecting and stuff right now, but folks got to get it together because the only person who's getting a lot of the brunt right now, and I'm going to put this out front, I have no personal beef with this individual or whatever. I do know some podcasters and stuff who do and stuff. Some for very good reasons, which I found in the past day or two. I was like, holy shit, I'm clueless because I ignore certain stuff after a while. Um, this one particular um, young lady, which people can find out by searching on the, hash, um, on the hashtag of um, FanCon, apparently was one of these folks who was cock-blocking other black people from getting to a certain level of success because they wanted to be the known one. They wanted to be the popular one. Now they're getting all the brunt of this shit because they were a part of that push. And it's one of those things to me that this reinforces a few lessons at the end of the day. One of which on the pods event is when your community gets hit, people can build and do miraculous things. There's already a replacement event that was brought up via um, various organizations for the event that was going to happen next week. Um, um, it's a Ycon. I got the um, links on the um, Twitter and whatnot. And that's awesome. Like a bunch of people rented a building out so folks who would not be able to get refunds could still attend an event. And there's all types of meetups and stuff going on. We already know our community, when faced with adversity, can build up and do things. And I think that's cool, you know. But we also got to look at the aspect of, again, there's really a big thing we got to address with toxic shit within our community that people take advantage of because they know that we're almost embattled so much. People almost get kind of too, like, hey, we got to protect everybody at all costs syndrome. Everybody ain't worth protecting. Everybody is not worth protecting. We've seen this on different levels, whether, you know, you've seen the Catholic Church level, of, well, I got to protect God and, and Christ. I'm going to protect the pedo priest. That's not how it's supposed to work. Right. I love hip-hop, so I got to protect Africa Bambada no matter what's going on of all of these things about, you know, him sexually abusing boys back in the day. No, I don't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really, really fucking don't. I mean, this type of thing, but I mean, I'm being very honest. This type of thing keeps happening. And now in this particular scenario, oh, so-and-so, you know, is a Twitter fave, or I love their podcast, or their writing, and I appreciate the community. So I got to protect them no matter how big they fucked up. I don't have to protect you if you fucked up that bad. That doesn't mean I'm going to disregard the good that you've done and the other stuff. But mm-hmm. when you fuck up and, and you can't admit it, that, that's a double thing. When you fuck up and you can't admit it, sympathy goes out the window. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're not so in empathy to those that you hurt. And not just those that you directly hurt, but those indirectly that you hurt. I mean, I have seen some shit that literally had me shaking this past weekend in terms of the sacrifices people have made. Because, you know, I can talk about things from a particular perspective, but I know in comparison to a lot of folks, I'm relatively privileged. You know what I'm saying? I can take off at work and not have anybody give me shit. You know? I'm not balling, but my my economic situation is relatively okay. I got a roof over my head. I got, you know, I got my health, all of that type of stuff. You had a lot of people who didn't have that, who now, you know, 
are kind of assed out. You know what I mean? And it's always whack to be assed out in general, but it's worse when it's done by somebody you respect and identified with. And that's the big thing that happened with this Universal um, fan con joint. Like, we can't have people being on some KRS-One shit. And I mean, all respect to him on his cultural, you know, don't contributions and all of that. We can't be on that shit where just they're like, well, you can't question so-and-so-and-so-and-so because they did this. I mean, fuck that. No doubt. We got to get out of that mode. And, you know, no offense to some no of these doubt. folks who put this event together, but y'all aren't even on those levels of half these things that some of these motherfuckers try to protect folks for every day. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's already been some folks who probably got way more in depth on the um, podcast again with this, who, you know, know various folks who were impacted. Again, luckily we were, but, you know, we do know some folks who are side adjacent to it, and I hope they aren't getting it too bad because they weren't responsible for things. But um, I just wanted to bring um, this Universal FanCon join up in general, and just the entire Honor Monk Steve's thing, because... Yo, A, you shouldn't be a thief, and B, again, honor amongst thieves only means shit if you're, you know, an honorable thief. Look at the current situation um, with the White House right now. That lawyer dude is going to snitch like a motherfucker. That that Cohen dude's going to snitch, and I can't be mad at him because you're dealing with, you know, dishonorable thieves. Because I'll tell you something, my ass ain't going to jail for Trump. (laughs) <laughs> and not and, and not because of some old I just gotta purely save my ass type of thing and whatever whatever but because that dude is loyal to nobody <laughs> he will dump you like a hot plate you know if he feels that you're going to you know do anything against him and that lawyer dude is already being talked about as oh he's one of my many lawyers Psh, I would snitch on that motherfucker so fast to the special counsel I wouldn't know what to do <laughs> and call it a day Everybody ain't worth jail, yo. Everybody ain't worth jail. And even with this, you know, smaller situation we're bringing up right now, um, black folks know how to research and do other things right now, yo. People already talking about class action suits. I'm not saying to throw anybody out in front of the wolves, especially people who weren't involved in bad things, but seriously, if y'all know who really messed up these financials and y'all can't make it up, and you know somebody was stealing, Somebody got to be thrown out there, yo, and I hope it's not you. And overall, you know, I do hope that people learn from this at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think sometimes we get a little too caught up in terms of who's famous, whether it's Twitter famous or super famous. Instead of just being cool where things are and building on your level where stuff is. And I'm only kind of harping on this because... Not just because of the certain situation, but because I think sometimes even a bunch of us on the indie media sphere, including us, sometimes look at somebody else and be there like, well, why the hell don't we have this fame? Why don't we got this money or these sponsors or this support? And it can be frustrating sometimes. However, one of the things that they think they can't say about us and most of the people that we, you know, roll with that we loudly support, because, you know, we only loudly support so many people because we've been through life situations. One of the things that we aren't dealing with is drama like this. We might not be, you know, doing whatever, whatever on certain levels, but people can look at us and be like, I don't got to worry about nonsense and shenanigans with these people. (laughs) And I'd rather have that at the end of the day. And again, it doesn't mean that everybody's perfect and all of that type of stuff. 
people have taken the L in the past, but you learn from the L and you keep moving. And for everybody- my thing is that also is that why is it got to be a thing about perfection, about me wanting or desiring or having an innate quality about treating my next my fellow man a certain way? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if that's something that people necessarily should be proud. And like, hey, let's get me. Uh, but in the sense of, you know, it's not meant to be about a thing of better than the next man. Or I mean, those are asked, those are normally, normally comments by people who are insecure about that because they're faced with something that might make them have to change. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm, if, if, if you know, if, if, if somebody moving on the block and he and this person is treating his woman better than everybody on that block, then that means that they're going to be mad at him. Because now, so he's treating babies better. He's treating the woman better, and you know, it, it, you know, there's to be this happiness, giggling going on. You know what I'm saying? And it's real. You know, there's gonna be some man that's gonna be mad at him, and he might not even be checking them dudes' woman. You know what I'm saying? But there's something genuine there that if he knows he's not right, then he feels that he might have to whatever. And that's why that's most criticisms are, are because there's some people who who when they're faced with somebody like well, fusion or what we're doing, they realize in a lot of ways they don't want to, they, they want to necessarily say the things or know that, but they don't necessarily want to be the first one. In other words, I want to say it after somebody else says it. So I feel safe that it's okay for me to say those things. You know, at the end of the day, you know, people, are, our ancestors, particular ancestors of the 60s and, and of the 20th century, they didn't necessarily wait on people to to teach or to do certain things. They did it. And, um, you know, and other people followed. Now, if you followed in the sense of, if you if you if if that helped you and, and inspired you, that's cool. But then you have, you know, modern people who like, get on the bandwagon, especially with social media, because there was no social media back in those days. So, people can almost make a, a, a persona, a facade about their intentions or who they are. You know what I'm saying? Or like somebody who fucks somebody on the internet and gets with, recorded doing that is important. You know what I'm saying? We're in that area where an internet hoe is important. You know what I'm saying? You know, hoes are important in the sense that, you know, they, you know, they provide services to lonely men. But, you know, in the sense of internet hoe important and me marrying the internet hoe to make me look more important, yeah, okay. But this is kind of this loveless plastic, you know, um, you know, uh, 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 realm reality that we exist in. And, you know, it's just a bunch, a whole bunch of people who bad intake of food, water, bad uh, uh, lack of home training and not knowing their space and place on this universe and this plane that we exist in. So we exist as an ego. And not for the sake of fun and laughs, but or artistic expression, but it's for the sake of like, you know, because you're either service to self or you're either service to others in some one way, form of a fashion. And then, and, and, and people who want to conquest and dominate are normally service to themselves because they don't want to necessarily look at it as a whole galactic family, but it's more or less of one over another, you know, and that's, that's, you know, that's the basic thing of, of, of this realm and this three dimensional existence, you know, is to rise above that, you know, 
And, you know, if people are mad at you trying to be good, then they just have to be mad. That's that's the main, that's the one thing people, you shouldn't be mad that people are mad at you about being good. Always, uh, you know, really too many, hey. But if, I had a sister on, <clears throat> I brought um, some African um, stuff on from 125th Street in Harlem about two or three days ago. Mm-hmm. I had this African <laughs> sister tell me, African sister from, from Africa, you know, all men from Africa, but blue, black, black, African, modern black people. She said, you look like you 16 years old. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't being plastic and I wasn't being, trying to project something that I wasn't. She said, I look 16. I said, I said, sister, I was supposed to buy this today because for one, to, to patronize you, but also, and um, to hear that, you know what I'm saying? And I'll put this on, and it's like, you know, I'm like, because I felt good then. It, was a lot of, it wasn't plastic bullshit. You know, it wasn't people, I had a great childhood, people trying to try to get, you know, and within my circle of people, none of them people did that. You know, that was outside wolves and predators in New York and New Jersey. But, you know, when I hear that, this is, it doesn't make me surprised. Hope I didn't talk too long on that. But, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, 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 it's not a surprise, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and unfortunately, it was supposed to be, one for you know for if that wasn't mainstream it was yeah. mostly people of color and i guess other minorities so that made it even worse which goes to show you that the, the spirit of entropy or spirit of um of 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 of, of, of an evil nature manifests itself wherever like in the matrix the smith will manifest wherever you know what i'm saying and you know that's what the ancient wisdoms were about and and the secrecies because they didn't want everything necessarily to be known because people would use it to front. Oh, we went through the mystery systems. You didn't, whatever, whatever. These people had to go through for decades to get this wisdom and to be, have that aspect of part, to, to embrace that part of their being where they could be, you know, what they were supposed to be and people fronting, you know what I'm saying? Cause they wanted the, they want the ego to be to show this thing where I got whatever, whatever. And, and I think so. that's a bugged out thing about all of this is when you look at stuff, and I think you brought up a very good point in regard to that. You got a lot of folks who front who don't need to front. Weird thing mm-hmm. is with this particular event, it didn't it didn't have to be that big. You can start small and build up. You know what I mean? Like when you see a bunch of these other things, like when folks um the joint I went to a few weeks ago over at um Awesome Con, that only had like a few rooms. I think maybe not even a hallway the first year it started. And now it built up, you know, you have, um, blurred kind of happened here in, um, DC a few years back for, um, you know, a black joint. And that started small and built up. This could have built up and people would have yeah. still supported. It's always better to have something that's small and that gets a good rep and builds and builds up. And, you know, people can see what's what than to try to overreach, but overreaching can come through ego. Like some stuff is going to be like, well, a, cause you know, some stuff is going to come through like a knowledge and I'm pretty sure some things people didn't know. And that's part of the reason why I'm not trying to be terribly, terribly harsh. Like, I'm more harsh in terms of the response <laughs> than certain parts of planning from what I know right now. But, you know, again, sometimes your existence is, you know, balling out and stunting. It doesn't have to be, it had to be all the shiny things and all the popular people are around and all of that. Having people who can do something competently means a lot. You know what no, I'm no. saying? And, you know, people are going to talk shit about you regardless, but you should rather want to be competent. 
than that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think sometimes we get caught up in that too. Oh, I gotta be, you know, more balling than the next nigga. No, you don't. You just gotta be right. And do yeah. stuff okay, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. things do tend to come. And I mean, I'm talking about this literally from experience. The times I got hemmed up was people try to do stuff too big. Sometimes me working with other people. Sometimes me doing stuff myself in my, you know, my later teens when I was getting my feet wet. And all of this. Things do fuck up, but the only times folks will get super heated at you. Like, they're going to feel a certain way because, you know, people don't like certain things falling apart. That's understandable. The only time people get heated at you is when you kind of either bob and weave or you're not immediately on it. Because one of the things about big people and feelings is people can't get caught in their feelings for a minute. But they're not going to get a chance to get out of it if you don't confront what happened that got them in their feelings in the first place. Or got them emotional or, or feeling a certain way. This thing is like event planning 101 and PR disaster 101 stuff that you should not do. You should not immediately hide and dip in the corner and people are like, what's going on? When you say you're going to contact, when you say you're going to contact people about stuff, contact them at that time frame or tell them that we got to push it back a little bit. Wow. This thing is getting a little out of my control. Maybe we should delay it. Tell people that it has to be delayed you know what I mean? Have backup in case things do go wrong, you know, like um, contingency plans. And sometimes admit that mm-hmm. you can't do certain things. And that can be hard for anybody. Sometimes this is not your mm-hmm. this is not your wheelhouse. You could be popular in this venue, you can have all these connections, do everything up, but you might not know how to know how to run an event like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that could be okay. Some of the people who roll with you, and I think that might be a whole other thing with this too. Y'all can have good intentions. Y'all can even have some people who are good workers. But if everybody is not vetted a certain way, you can get fucked over. Because one of the things that this event, supposedly, that's a rumor, at least as of right now, but they were listed on the site, so I don't necessarily know if that's the same individual. One of these individuals supposedly ripped off other um, startup um, comic cons. You know, we're in the age where you can, you know, you could do a, oh, it's the same individual. Well, one one of these individuals who's who was a part of the group of people who did things. Not everybody, but one of these individuals. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of the things that go to show you got to be careful who you let into your circle, too. Because most of the people in the circle could have been straight. But then, mm-hmm. you know, you let one or two bad people in the bunch stuff gets jacked up. And again, I get talk from personal experience. That's some hurtful shit to deal with emotionally mm-hmm. much less than you maybe put money into something and an extra time mm-hmm. or whatever else. Like mm-hmm. we got to look at stuff sometimes in terms of it is okay to critique and maybe punish our own. If they fuck up, we can't protect mm-hmm. everybody. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like when you were a kid and you had to get a little hit on the head or the hand or the ass to get your shit right. Sometimes you gotta do that with adults, and I'm not saying physical, you know, but you gotta do some type of thing to be here. Like, yo, you can't get away with stuff just because you have this outer shell of popularity and race or sex or whatever else, you know. And- I mean, that's part of the reason why fuse boxes. That's part of the reason why fuse boxes are small in number, because you know there's certain cats that are um, are not on a certain wavelength, um, not. They don't. They don't. 
their inner space is, is, is doesn't have the level of love or weren't they weren't raised with a level of love to be able to be a certain way. So they're more of an ego. You know what I'm saying? In a sense of in a, everybody has an ego, but in a sense of in that way. we're more about free will it should be more about free will than ego and you know but um but it's it's unfortunate and you know and that's why i like individuals were the way they were it's like oh y'all need whatever but it 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 it, 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 it'll have to come in a different way or whatever if if that was to happen and um you know because in other words, this could have been a situation where it got better for for the for the for the for the movement of of <clears throat> writers and artists. Um, period. You know what I'm saying? In in on that field, and so something to slow it up, with coming from within. You know, so no doubt. It's just almost like this. It's just like there's something else you're hearing on the uh, on on the news with. So and so, they took money from so and so. Kickbacks. Uh, it's like that's what you're hearing. It's like the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, steady growth had to happen on multiple levels. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I mean, at least on our end, and I know quite a few other indie media folks. In the irony is when you're just mm-hmm. there, like you kind of accept that sometimes that's how it is. That's when the good things come mm-hmm. to you. You know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just one of those. I'm also one of those people who always believes it's better to have a small crew that's about it than a bunch mm-hmm. of randoms who ain't about shit. But you being about mm-hmm. it and helping them eat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why when I shout out podcasts and podcast people, it's because I've worked in depth with these folks. You know what I'm saying on multiple levels. Besides mm-hmm. liking their content, I've seen that these folks are mm-hmm. quality individuals beyond oh you do whatever whatever. And all of that type of mm-hmm. stuff, you know what I mean. And um, mm-hmm. I've also seen some of these folks be there, like, "Yo, I'm gonna start off at a reasonable level, and then build mm-hmm. up." And I think that is a beautiful thing. But again, at the end of the day, I hope everything does get resolved. And even for some of these folks who are up top, and who knows, maybe more. You know, I, I'm pretty sure more information is gonna come out as time goes by. Even with these individuals up top, if y'all can admit what happened and try to gain back trust you could salvage some of y'all's reputations and relationships mm-hmm. and things like that. But the more you have stuff happen, the more people are going to be backed up and, you know, people are sleuths mm-hmm. out here and, you know, there's already journalists who are looking into this. It's going to get worse mm-hmm. before it gets better. If people don't, you know, own up to their shit. So please, you know, go on ahead and do that. And, you know, I hope to see some folks in the Baltimore area next weekend for, you know, the Ycon pop-up pop um Comic Con event and other stuff. And um I reached out to various people. I'm just like, yo, you know, if y'all want to get some, you know, interviews or whatever via us for your craft, because I've been trying to up that anyway with the show. Please reach out. We have had some quality folks mm-hmm. reach out to us in that regard. Because again, we're all creators. We're all in this struggle, man. You know what I'm saying? So I I I hope that more good comes out of this than ill. Um let's touch base on a few more things relatively quickly because um I know we want to get to these music mixes and other stuff, and it's getting a little later in our corner of the globe. Um, the first non-jazz or classical um, Pulitzer Prize for music dropped this week, and that was for Kendrick Lamar's okay. Damn album, which I think threw a lot of people off. 
And um, of course, you know, you have certain segments of the populace who are just there like, why is a rap album getting Pulitzer Prize and all this other type of shit, which um, shut up for one, you know. Um, I personally am happy folks decided to make that particular change and choice. One could nitpick only because, and this, this is my personal opinion, only because a, I think rap should have been recognized a long time ago as being Pulitzer Prize worthy, and what? No doubt. And two, I personally am a fan of Kendrick Lamar, and I like the reach he does thematically with his different albums, talking about different parts of the personal and overall Black American experience on a certain level. Um, mm-hmm. I'm cool with the damn album. I still, you know. Play it and stuff at a decent pace. I think it is a black as hell album, but I think it's more palpable than the one that might have should have won, and that was last year's "To Pimp a Butterfly." That was one that covered a bunch of spans of funk, jazz, soul, hip hop, all of that, and I think it was almost a bit more hard hitting than "Damn." "Damn" was more personal. "To Pimp a Butterfly" was more of the American experience to me on an audio one. However, I am fascinated that that got chosen because, you know, they had Pulitzer Prizes for um, journalism and um, letters and drama and stuff like that, like letters in terms of like fiction, nonfiction, various um, things of that sort. So the only other thing I will say in regards to this is that I, this young man has gone through a lot the past few years with his career. And his trajectory. I do think he's talented. I do think that he is vastly in the right direction and compared to most in regard to how people are handling fame. I just hope this is not a situation where he's not being so much celebrated for his music and his craft, but he's being used as an example of being here like, oh, don't worry about what we did in the past. You know what I mean? Um, look at us. We are so progressive, and I say progressive in quotation marks because I'm behind a microphone and nobody can see me naturally because I'm, I'm recording a podcast and all of that. Like, there are times people will try to use and manipulate folks for their own benefit. You know what I mean? And that's my, would be my overall concern with this and the Grammys and other stuff because, again, I do believe he's talented. I do believe, especially in this day and age for mainstream hip-hop, that cat having his platform and choosing to not be on fuckery is cool. Willis being talented mm-hmm. and while having, you know, the marketing push that various cats wouldn't have and promote production push of, you know, Aftermath and Interscope and all of that. But I think this cat is barely 30, if 30, right now. Um... A lot of people are trying to pull him for their own agenda to try to clean up their dirty past. And I hope he is aware and cognizant of that while still trying to do good art, while still trying to live as a decent human being. So I just want to put that out there. Um, I'm glad that it was given to an African-American. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I'm glad that African-Americans are doing good. Now, it's not going to necessarily be about whether I'm a fan of them or not. But I'm glad that, you know, it was given to him as opposed to somebody who, uh, given to him as opposed to maybe somebody else who raps, who, who, who you know, because hip-hop is about, it's more African-American 
foundationally African American, Puerto Rican, like uh, or African American Caribbean art form. So the, it, it it should have been given to those groups first, and it was. So in that way, I'm glad. No doubt, no doubt. And I think that's a major thing too, because I know some people like got bitchy because of the rap thing, which I'm just there like, you know, the art form's been around for over thirty for over forty to fifty years, depending on your definition of when it came out. Get the fuck over it. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, I I, I do believe that there could have there was others who came before him who 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 deserved it as much. You know what I'm saying? But especially in when we talk about what albums put out you know what I'm saying? There's no doubt about that. But at the end of the day, it was given to a black person. So I'm I'm good with that. No doubt. It was given it was given to a, a, a good deserving individual. And when I when I say the critique again, it's not about the project. It's more about what outside forces think. But I am happy folks do have that. And if nothing else, it gives more people something else to aspire to. You know what I'm saying? Like this project is not one that was about shit and shenanigans that got the Pulitzer Prize, you know what I mean? So if that's something that makes people get a little extra boot in their ass to look at the world in a more diverse way and express it via their art, then so be it, you know? Um, Let's see here. What else do we got going on? I'm going to keep it super quick and short because we got to a few things and some stuff I'll get into next week. Um, Let's see. Screw um, certain outlets... Um, there's an NPR affiliate in Atlanta, W-A-B-E, that did a profile on um, two black activists, um, Eugene Purrier and Anoa Chenga. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing the, the sister's last name right. And they kind of try to be on some old, well, these cats are protesting uh, police brutality and other type of shit and because they're being used as Russian pawns. And this is some old, like, McCarthyite bullshit people are trying to pull on folks again. Not because, I mean, people who've heard the show know where my political leanings are, but if you don't, um, at bare minimum, if people don't want to label themselves, we can say folks are leftist to progressive over here. Um, I think it's bullshit to try to tell, say that some outside people influence black folks to want freedom and not have their ass beat for existing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't care what label you're under. I think it's really, really annoying and atrocious. And I am a history nerd, so when I see this, you know, oh my God, the the commies or the socialists or the reds or the antifa or whatever are making Negroes misbehave, it's like shut the fuck up, yo. <laughs> Y'all should treat people right, regardless yeah. of what they believe. And to see this kind of like almost red scare part two electric boogaloo shit happening is garbage, especially if their main ties to anything, well, for one thing, regardless of their ties, it's bullshit. But even if they had ties, they, like, you know, went to, you know, RT or Sputnik or whatever to talk about the realistic bullshit that's happening here, that's garbagey. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be on some old, well, shame if, you know, something happened to your life or your career because you actually had the nerve to talk about real stuff that was happening to an outside outlet regardless of where they're from. That's corny. And people got to get their lives right. Let me say, sure, go ahead. Briefly, briefly, I wanted to say is that um, what's interesting about the Red Scare thing also is that people who, who are, are thorough history people and researchers know that um, the Bolsheviks, the Soviet Union, 
um, with all with everything that has to do with communism that has to do with was a creation of bankers and those were bankers in the west so you know soviet union its weapons the um the uh aeronautics the migs um the 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 the, the, the one of the um what is that one of the war machine people i think it's Cecil crump was um was was involved with the nazis um before during the war when the war was over they were involved with the soviet union and then some of the same people who were involved in in, in pushing up nazi germany with some were, were bankers so you know we're dealing with um uh, uh what's this synthesis thesis antithesis and then um what is that the coming together of things it's like good guy bad guy they they whatever whatever or the Hegelian dialectic and then whatever comes out of that you know what I'm saying or like the United Nations came out of the Soviet Union or the Russia and then the Soviet Union and then came United Nations it's the the it, there's and, and people are dying so I, I just gave that little aspect to show that when people are talking about this 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 Russia scare or this this, this whatever it's more or less of people hopping and skipping to a particular uh, 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 faucet or mentality mm-hmm. uh, um, amongst whites or amongst like certain world people where there's kind of like a war. Because when you see people coming at Trump, basically what you're essentially saying is that there are different factions amongst rich people. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> That's why it's kind of it's, it's kind of awkward to say white folks because white folks, there are a lot of factions amongst them. And so, uh, unless you're talking about the right one, you're you're pulling in ones who have nothing to do with the bullshit, and who are fighting against bullshit, and who are pulling out this information about what's going on that's being hidden, and so it it becomes a thing of like more of intent intentions than than race. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Um, and I think that's so so, but uh, it, but in 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 in, in, in wrapping that up, it's just more or less of. One, you have to do your research to kind of know that this is more or less high-level wrestling. People are saying whatever, oh, da, 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 da. you know, when the end of the day, it, those, these are things that people say to get you in line with something. Or, well, you know, or like, you know, like, see, the bottom line is, is that for black people, whoever would have won World War II, black people would have still been in problems. So people are like, oh, well, you should, you know, we'd be speaking German. That's bullshit. You know, because it wasn't meant for them. This was that was about money, and because it it was they it had gone in the the Germans had gone in the red, or that that profit motive had gone in the red for them. They were had to lose. So you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, people are just running games about whatever, whatever, and you just need to know to, to not to go off the illusion, but to go off really what is. Mm-hmm. And everything, the most everything I'm saying can be found on books. Or literature that's available, uh, in that that's published in the Library of Congress, so it's not no weird whatever whatever. Because you have people that's on mainstream radio, and, and even black and even blacks who be, who 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 say whatever whatever. And they don't know what the fuck they talking about, because it's whatever. You got people that put up big up the Bible and they never read it. It's like oh, because sister so and so said it, or brother so and so said it. But you ain't read it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that definitely gets really, really interesting when it comes to stuff like this because I'm going to keep it very, very brief. But when people kind of sometimes get into adapting labels that made you decide that it usually doesn't like us in general, I'm trying to do where just they're mm. like, oh, you know, anti-fascists are bad. And I'm like, but American for black folks has been kind of a crypto-fascist state forever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for us, in regards to a certain number of things, there's a reason why there were people going to big-ass Nazi rallies back in the day pre-World War II and, you know, Pearl Harbor getting bombed and all of mm-hmm. that. Where we're just there like, oh, we can do all of this stuff and hopefully get an economy together and hopefully be, you know, the old school version of American first slash 100% American slash some pseudo version of Eurocentric um, superiority and all of that. Like, we still get to hate um, on these other people. That's cool. Because that's what all this type of stuff comes down to is divisions. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I'm an individual where we might not agree on certain ways of getting to things, but we can still want to get to the thing. And there are people who might not like socialism, communism, you know, syndicalism or whatever else, anarchism or whatever else. But you can all acknowledge that certain shit right now ain't working. And if any of those things get you out of the um, the box of imprisonment of we just had to deal with things, then so be it. You know what I mean? We're all on a different path to hopefully, you know, being elevated in righteousness if we choose that. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. if these other paths get you to that, then what the hell can I say? But good. And, no you know, we're talking about since Paul Robeson days, folks were mad because folks were like, hey, hmm, these cats are telling me I don't got to be a slave. Or I don't got to be discarded labor. Or I'm not inferior because I have a little bit of extra melanin on my skin and my nose mm-hmm. a little wider or whatever else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if that's what works for you, well, then God damn it, let it work for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's all mm-hmm. and that's all it has to be. And this is not, you know, saying that we all gotta be on Russia's jock or whatever, because, you know, I'm one of those people, I look at certain histories, most folks don't like black Americans. <laughs> all over mm-hmm. the world. Like that's one of the few things that got imported internationally, damn near, is that black Americans mm-hmm. ill, you know. And there are certain mm-hmm. Russian folks. And it's just like kind of what I was saying. That it it it, it we it, it because we're history people, we know that that has really nothing to do with black people. Yeah. Like communism, that has nothing to do with black folks. That's a war going on between other white folks. And so, it, and, 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 and it, because that was, a, that, was, that was the antagonist. In other words, there has to be, there has to be a boogeyman in this world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so they, they became more of an antagonist. So if you, you sided with the boogeyman or they made you feel like you sided with the boogeyman and you're going through this thing about whatever, whatever, you might not have anything to do with that. You know, historically, you know, it, it, you know, historically, as far as in mass, that, that that's never been a situation that, you know, I mean, there, there was a time in, 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 in ancient times, there were blacks who lived in that part of the world, you know, around uh, 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 the Caucasus mountains, you know, which is um, Eastern Russia, uh, Western Russia, you know, but that was before it was called Russia though. You know what I'm saying? So that was, that was black folk from another time and um from that part down to like turkey so um you know so if there are monuments in that area that's just because of you know you know people certain people were there but but you know at the end of the day you know this station we're, we're this isn't about hating anybody or or whatever whatever it's just more about getting because most people just don't know certain things 
and people are making decisions. They're, they're making emotional decisions, being driven emotionally based upon lies. And they don't even know that they're lies. So that's basically, in the end of the day, what, you know, because like I said, this stuff can be found, this information, most of the information, we can, all this information, can, most of it can be found in certain places that most of us frequent. You know what I mean? You, know what I'm you can go to the library so, and find out the stuff we're talking about. This isn't like, you know, no ancient secret, you got to pull out a scroll type of deal in terms of how mm-hmm. people don't like you thinking outside of a box period because yes mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. i'll be super quick wrapping this up um yeah some of these a lot of these philosophies we look at you know some we know from old school back in the day some are, are relatively new and some did not come from the countries where we currently reside however certain things that have had value have been adapted to help folks out the black panthers were plainly yeah. you know getting certain stuff from you know various communist and socialist writings and enacted it and actually had some stuff work and some stuff that did not. You know what I'm saying? Like philosophies can always be adapted and put into certain places or whatever. But the thing that some people don't want you to do is to even think that there's anything else but what you're presented. And that to me mm-hmm. is the key issue. When you have this particular thing, when you have folks talking about, hey, you know, racial injustice is terrible and the law enforcement system is really more about property and people and other types of stuff. Instead of being there like, Hmm, let me look at this because this is obviously something our society shops as one thing, but it's another for a, a various amount of people. The first thing and try to do is be there like, Oh, those damn Russians are making those Negroes wild out. No, that's not supposed to be the way, you know what I'm saying? And this does not mean that outside places don't manipulate the weaknesses of other countries, the big American weakness has always been sexism and racism. So of course, another country's going to try to get their foot dipped into that. However, if they remotely have a basic level of faith in a particular system and other people take it and run with it, which is how it's always been, then that in itself is the danger. But you know, I, I just thought I saw that story via the um, folks from um, fairness and reporting um, fair and um, that was just interesting because, again, I, I have a historian mindset. I majored in it and everything. So my mind clicks into, oh, well, we're just going back in cycles right now, aren't we? You know, but um, anyway, um, random news story of the week. Jack Johnson, um, old school championship boxer who was jailed um, during the Jim Crow era, is being considered for a presidential pardon. That threw me off. Um, mm. yeah, right, especially in this day and age right now, even though granted that dude probably knows how to deal with dead pe- black people better than living black people or whatever. Um, Jack Johnson has a f- super fascinating history for people who don't know differently, you know, Google it and um, check it out. Um, what tripped me out was the fact that S- Sylvester Stallone contacted Donald Trump talking about it, he needs to do it, and now that has him pondering mm. doing it. I mean, whatever the fuck works, but that that was just like just a random story I saw in the Washington Post today. Um, we talked about uh, big big shout out to Stallone for doing for doing that. No doubt, no doubt. Stallone is an interesting guy. The more you start looking into some of the stuff that he's been on, like he has some of his nods, but I think as an older dude, he's been more on a thoughtful end than people have um, considered. Oh, this story in Philly right quick. I know everybody saw the joint about um, the Starbucks manager who um, got the two black dudes arrested for, uh, for um, waiting out there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much these two black guys went to the Starbucks to meet up with somebody for a meeting on some business. And they were barely there for a minute or two, and they were trying to tell them that, yo, y'all got to buy something. They were like, yo, we're just waiting for somebody else. 
these this manager chick immediately called the cops on him. These guys got hemmed up and arrested for nothing. Got let out later on that evening. And um, I will give Starbucks credit where it's due. Their corporate people immediately got a, they fired the chick. They got a day where they're supposed to be doing um, racial insensitivity training and all that. They're supposed to be going into arbitration with these black guys. Personally, I would own the damn Starbucks by the time I was done with this, but I'm petty and whatnot in regards to things. Starbucks went about stuff quickly, but I think one of the things that people had to look at is while we can praise them for not, you know, being on the bullshit, because quite frankly, a lot of these corporate companies try to sweep stuff under the rug. When things happen, whether it's, you know, within one franchise or multiples, um, A, this does not mean we still can't support folks who have their own businesses who do similar things. And B, one day of training I don't think it's going to wipe away years of people being on that bullshit. You know? They were, most cats were raised that way in yeah. households where people say, oh, look at them niggas over there. You know? Mm-hmm. And this person tried to start, tried to be on some passive-aggressive nonsense, which luckily, and that's a whole other irony of it too. You see people who were raised on the nonsense, but you see some of those who didn't, or they at least learned to get out of it. You had a white person tape the interaction between the cops and everything else. They had all these white people in the store who were just there like they weren't doing anything wrong. They ain't do nothing, you know what I'm saying? They were just sitting there, you know, chilling out, whatever, whatever, whatever. And the the, the, the hook of the story where it's already bad that it happened in the first place is that that chick barely waited two minutes to call the cops. So they were on some bullshit. And I was told by a relative that this was in like a super white part of Philadelphia where this happened. So it wasn't like downtown or Mount Airy or wherever else, you know what I mean? But... A day of training ain't gonna cut it for a lot of folks, and unfortunately, as we've seen time and time again, the possibility of being shamed or fired, because, I mean, you can be on your bullshit at home, you shouldn't be on your bullshit publicly. I don't want you to be on bullshit, period, but if you have to be, you know, don't don't fuck with me in my day-to-day. Um, people still try to pull stuff, because they still believe that somehow this magical white shield is always going to protect them, and it always does it, and we know that by now, especially in the internet age. Like, I think they had a um, a lady who was a professor at this university get fired because somebody taped them yelling at these two black women servicemen, one of whom who was pregnant, and tried to get in a fight with them at a restaurant. Where just they're like, oh, you black bitches, you know, and y'all, y'all gay and all this other type of shit. And they were just like, what the fuck is going on? Luckily, those sisters didn't do anything to that broad, you know. Which, I mean, I wouldn't have been mad if they did because who the fuck's going to have some some loud white chick yelling at you and, and bugging out and trying to strike you? You know what I mean? And that chick ended up getting fired because that was taped. And, you know, we're in the age where people can, will use the Googles and find out all your information if you wall out. But again, I think a lot of folks keep thinking they're going to be protected because they're a white man, they're a white woman, American dream, yada, yada, yada. Nobody gives a shit about that in 2018. Some people get away with stuff, well, no. not everybody. You know? And I just wish it wasn't shame or the possibility of losing a job that would make people not act like jackasses. But yet here we are, you know, and, um, that is about it. I think I'm going to wrap it up for now. Cause we've been talking for a little while. We got to get into the music. Oh, the Grace Jones documentary dropped at the movie theaters. Hopefully I get a chance to see that 
I think it's playing at one of the local theaters here in DC. Um, the um, Grace Jones, Bloodlight, and um, Bambi movie where they had covered her for ten years doing stuff. Mm-hmm. During the um, Hurricane album, just per- various personal stuff and all of that. I've heard it was good from people who've seen it. Mm-hmm. So I hope to get a chance to check it out. And yeah, I think that's about it mm-hmm. on my end. Um, little allergy e, little tired, but I want to get this show out to y'all's peoples. Anything else you want to say there, Blackhawk? Yes, yes. Um, no, just a um, big shout out to all the listeners, of course, of course. Big shout out to, of course, my peoples. Big shout out to, to the new people who came aboard and people who I gave flowers to in reference to what's going on. Uh, big shout out to everybody that is uh, trying to get the truth out and live the truth, be the truth. And, um, yeah, I got some information the other day, yo, and um, it, it, people have no idea the facade that's kind of, that's perpetrated not only in politics, but in music and in entertainment. And um, I didn't even get to talk about certain things. You know, you kind of keep it within a certain whatever, but, you know, things are not what you expect, you know what I'm saying? You know, the the you know, like she was saying, it's not that have to be the most popular. Yeah, because a lot of times the most popular in uh, politics and in music are taking money, or their 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 presentation isn't what you, the, you know, the present. There, there's something going on in the background that's just very ain't right. But we're gonna keep it right and keep it right and keep it right and keep everything all right, ladies and gentlemen. Fuse box is gonna keep it tight. One love to all those in the solar system galaxy, fuse box, black hawk, or saw raw, amen, raw, ouch. All right, no doubt, no doubt. Oh, last, last quick thing. Um, Netflix watch, only because it's cute and it's not serious, it won't take me too long to talk about. There is a um, series on Netflix called um, Agrasuko, and it is a ridiculously cute Japanese cartoon. It's like about 20 minute episodes, and it's about this. Um, it's all little animal people or whatever, but it's talking about this, um, the young character is like a 25 year old, um, chick who works in the office, who works with a shitty boss and the, like garbage office workers. And it's a little more realistic for a cartoon than it should fucking be for most people who work a nine to five like that or whatever. And the main way they let out their, um, rage is going to a karaoke bar and doing like heavy metal and rap tunes <laughs> and um, you know they meet various cool people to help them get by or whatever but it's a really cute freaking series it's about 10 episodes I like been watching when I was like hide up on like um, allergy meds yesterday and whatnot. and you're mm. looking at you just tell it this is a little too real right now where they have like a little the, they have the, the office gossip that's in your business you got the guard you mm. got the super garbage boss you got the incompetent boss you got the dude at work or you got to do that work you get who has a crush on you who really is is not all that you got your work friend you got your regular friend who just they're like why are you living so free while you're responsible but they're messing up um older folks who help you out just mm-hmm. just all types of stuff but it's really really cute show or whatever it's tv 14 so it's not kid ready if you put on the um the english translation or whatever but um, that kind of spread around on the net the past day or two, so I ended up watching it. And um, yeah, it is hilarious. And it is cool. And again, you might identify a little too much if you work a garbage, at least one time in life you had a garbagey job where you would have said, mm-hmm. like, I'm here just for a check. You're going to identify with this little, like, yeah. you're going to identify this little red raccoon in this, ep- in this show a little too much. 
And I know some women who are just there like, no, um, no. I'm kind of mad that this little red panda in a Sanrio cartoon is living a part of my life right now. <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I know people, like, um, you can go see the um, previews on um, YouTube or whatever, but um, give that a watch as, as a relaxation watch. Like, I can talk about documentary stuff in depth next week, but um, give that a go. But anyway, man, Fusebox Radio, bringing the ballast back-to-back radio since 1998, getting ready to get into some tunes. As we always say with the show, you don't got to like or agree with anything that we say, but if it sparks your mind, gets you into different conversations mm-hmm. and looking at the world a little differently, we've accomplished our job as independent mm-hmm. media and quality black media at large, especially here in the States. So, mm-hmm. yeah, let's get into it. Fuseboxradio.com Blackradioisback.com All that good stuff. Um, Let's get into it. And thank y'all for listening. Peace. Peace.